civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Normal programming has been suspended. Gary. Gary, have you got the latest bag? This is not a test. Okay, fire up the furnace and let's get going. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Hello and welcome to Free Yorkshire Radio. I've heard some scurrilous rumours that this programme used to be called the Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. But I'd just like to remind listeners that this is Free Yorkshire Radio. And, according to official government affidavits, it always has been and it always will be Free Yorkshire Radio. I mean, come on, as if anyone would be stupid enough to burden a programme with the unwieldy name of the Glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire Radio Show. Only an unlicensed barn pot would be daft enough to come up with a clunker like that. So, just a reminder that anyone caught using this fictional name will be earning themselves a little jaunt to our Butlins realignment camp. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Gary has salvaged several bags of ancient voting ballots that washed up on Yorkshire shore. What's that bag say, Gary? Georgia? I'd say it looks like there's roughly 11,780 ballots in that sack. Chuck them in the furnace. We now should have enough power for our show. We'll be bringing you government-approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation-states that, several decades ago, emerged from the troubled era that was 21st century Britain. My name, of course, is Lloyd Becklesnip. And this is our election special. We've got the latest from the polls and the candidates as we witness the inspiring process of democracy return our government back into power for a 13th consecutive term. We'll be hearing about the polls from our chief statistician, Lionel Shardsmith. Well, Lloyd, if I can uh, just ask you to put on this uh, protective mask, I'm going to take this flamethrower and display in your chest the election results for the fire chief's secretary. We have an exclusive chat with inspiring government candidate Jacob Shevchenko. And because we're legally required to, we'll also feature independent candidate Elliot Smichael. I'm just going to make the accusation. Elliot, are you some kind of interdimensional B-man? Because that is against the election rules. But first, this election is nothing without the voters. So earlier I went to the seaside town of Filey to find out in what way the people were going to vote for the government tomorrow. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. And so here we are on the sunny streets of Filey and we're going to find out what the people of Filey are thinking about during this upcoming election. So, um, sir, do you mind if I uh, talk to you for a minute? Yes. Uh, yes, so uh, you're aware there's a, an election tomorrow, yes? Oh, yes, yes. I uh, awaited eagerly. Okay, and if it, if it, do you mind me asking uh, how you're intending to vote? Well, yes, I was hoping that between now and tomorrow there would be some stronger stances from both candidates on the Lizard King. Uh, and, and are you looking for a, a pro-Lizard King candidate or an anti-Lizard King candidate? Well, I, as a normal human with no uh, Lizard roots, I'm, of course, anti-Lizard King. However, I believe that candidates should take firm stances and be pro-things. And therefore, I want to see a pro-Lizard King candidate. Not because I am affiliated with the Lizard King, 
or I want the Lizard King to take any sort of power or position of authority. I just think that maybe we need to hear out the Lizard King and some of his, some of his policies on eating the livers of, 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 of small human children. Well, yes, as you know, we are currently in negotiations with the Lizard King, which are being hampered by his continuing to eat as many child livers as he can get his hands on. So it seems quite a difficult policy to be in favour of as a government candidate. As a, as a fellow human, I think we can all agree that we've all eaten the occasional liver, maybe not from a, a, a small child, but a medium to large child or, you know, maybe an adult even. Uh, although I think we can all agree they're stringier. <laughs> um, but I just think uh, I think that maybe we're being too judgmental and also the, the accusations that the Lizard King is wearing the faces of innocent looking people to manipulate the election, I think are definitely false. And those are wild allegations. Wild allegations indeed. And... Oh, it's... Oh, sorry, can you not lick your own eyeballs like that? It's a bit off-putting. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, my my face is falling off, like like all human faces do. Um, just got to readjust that there. It's looking a bit loose. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I often lick my eyes to readjust my face, you know, like a, a normal human thing to do. And you definitely have your voting card in order. Yes, it's it's right here on, on, on human paper and not, as it may appear, lizard skin. It's paper, real paper, it just has scales, scaly paper. Have you not seen scaly paper? You're weird, you're the weird one. Okay, thank you very much for your time, sir. We look forward to counting your vote. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. And we'll hear more from the voters of Filey later. But first, it's time to hear from the candidates themselves. As we live in a free and open democracy, our government generously allows its citizens to actually run against government incumbents. And in Skelmanthorpe, one deluded individual, Elliot Schmeichel, has been foolhardy enough to run against the beloved local representative, Jacob Shevchenko. And earlier, I had a chat with them both. And I'm delighted to say that I've got both candidates on the line now. We have our sitting incumbent, Jacob Shevchenko. Welcome to the show, Jacob. An honor to be here. And we have, well, we have to have him on the show, I guess. Uh, we have his rival, Elliot Schmeichel. Hi, Elliot, I guess. Good evening, gentlemen. Okay, so we have these two Find people on the show to tell us all about why they should be representing the fine people of Skelmanthorpe. If I can go to you first, Elliot, how have you found this election campaign? It's your very first election, I believe. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was looking down at my notes. Could you repeat the question for me again? I'm so sorry. That's quite all right. We're already getting a good idea of what kind of candidate you are. I was just asking you that I believe this is your very first election campaign. And how have you found this campaign? I think it's been an absolute delight trying to get in touch with the people of Skelmanthor. You know, walking down the vile, muddy brown streets, I've I see a little bit of myself in the people. Well, yes, that would be because their skin is so greasy. They do tend to reflect quite a lot. 
<laughs> they sure are. And Jacob, you've been representing the fine people of Skelmanthorpe for 27 years now. Do you feel it's time for you to step aside or have you got more to offer? Well, Lloyds, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show and giving me and the people of Skelmanthorpe the opportunity to listen to Elliot's rambling attempts to impress them. The very first question that you asked him, he had to refer to notes and then didn't have an answer. I am proud that over nearly three decades, we have turned Skelmanthorpe into the number eight and the league for death reductions. That's absolutely no small feat on our part. And it's because we dispose of people like Elliot. Well, Elliot, I'm legally obliged to let you reply to these accusations. Would you like to check your notes before responding? <laughs> no notes required here. Jacob is absolutely right. Thank you for that, Jacob. I really admire the work you're putting in. And honestly, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Do you mind if I check my notes really quickly before I answer another question? You go right ahead, Elliot. You check as many as you need. Thank you. And so obviously, you've both been campaigning hard in order to try and get the support of, of local people. But obviously, local businesses are, are really where it's at because they're able to fund any adverts you're going to put up. So, Jacob, what have you got to offer the small businessmen and women of Skelmanthorpe? Well, Lloyd, I'm not going to sit here and say that the people of Skelmanthorpe are uniformly happy with the level of bureaucracy. We know from several interrogations that some people are not happy. So I am dedicating my campaign for this next upcoming election that I will increase the amount of bureaucracy on the people of Skelmanthorpe. We are going from three hours for an NHS appointment to nine hours. And that way, people can really spend that time thinking about what the party is doing for them. Well, yes, and it's obviously a good idea because if you know you're going to be in hospital for nine hours, you're only going to go there when you're actually really sick. None of these malingerers that are clogging up the system. Precisely. Elliot, so as a, a non-party candidate, is there anything you can offer the businesses of Skelmanthorpe? Listen, guys, I'm just a man... We're all human beings. I'm here to tell you that, you know, everybody's got good ideas, especially the people, the wonderful people of Skelmanthor. Elliot, again, you're showing the, the level of, of knowledge and devotion you have to the people of Skelmanthorpe. I don't know where the Skelmanthor is, but, it, you know, whatever parallel dimension they're suffering in, I'm sure that you've got great polling figures there. <laughs> you know, I held a rally there. Thursday night and 100,000 came to support me. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. And we'll hear the rest of that absorbing interview later. But first, it's time to once again cup our hands and drink from the stream of public opinion delivered to us by the fine voters of Filey. And as I continue to tramp down the sand, getting to the slightly um, more littered end of the beach, I'm, I'm starting just going under the pier here. I can see a, a couple of figures scuttling about. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you the famed crab people of, of Filey? Yes. Are you aware now? Because you've got just enough human DNA to be eligible to vote in tomorrow's election. Were you aware of that? 
Were there any issues in particular that you were hoping the candidates would address? It may interest you to learn that as this government has made very little progress on any issues over the last five to ten years, many people are accusing them of going sideways on everything. And as part of the offensive on Lancashire, they're launching a pincer attack at the weekend. Is that something that would get your vote? Well, I'm delighted to hear that we can rely on your support, crab people of Filey. Lovely to finally make contact with you. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Remember, mutants of Yorkshire, you now only need 11% human DNA to be eligible to vote. So don't forget to scrape a sample from one of your cavities before coming to the polls. Now it's back to intelligent, compassionate, and let's admit it, sexy government candidate Jacob Shevchenko. Oh yeah, and the other guy. So in the parallel dimension, you've got strong support. How many of these voters do you imagine breaking through into our realm in order to to mark their ballot? You know, as many as they feel comfortable to vote. Some of them aren't old enough to vote. You could say most of them from the parallel universe are not eligible to vote. Listen to my rival here. He is happy for people from another dimension to come over here and vote in people like him. I would personally choose to revoke Article 29 with Dimension 27. We don't need interdimensional people coming to our Yorkshire. And honestly, I personally think Elliot is doing a terrible job of being a rival. The whole point of our system is to provide the illusion of democracy. If he's not even going to try and come across like a good politician, what is the purpose of this? Elliot Schmeichel is actually undermining this political contest by not even pretending to be a rival. And it's outrageous, in my opinion. First of all, I just want to say, Jacob, you hit me good. That right arm of yours, oof. Straight up the chin, brother. I can feel it, and it stings. I get you. That's why so many people like you. But let me just say this. I think the entirety of our Yorkshire brethren should consider the idea of these new people from parallel dimensions, underage people from parallel dimensions, coming in here and making this place even better. Did you specifically say underage people from other dimensions? I just need clarification by what you mean when you said underage people, because I personally am shocked by the scandal unfurling here. That's a very good question, Jacob. Again, you sting me. You sting me like a bee, and I respect you for it. Listen, when I mean underage, I mean that the people here from these parallel dimensions, they're all my children, okay? I've gone to my parallel dimensions... I've had lots of babies, and you could argue that most of my voters are coming from my own children, even though they are not eligible to vote. So, you know, you got me. You got me there. Elliot, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're promoting nepotism on an almost unprecedented scale, which leads me to believe that, in fact, you would make a fine addition to this government, because as we know, the Politburo is basically... King Jeffrey's nieces and nephews anyway, so 
I think maybe I've underestimated your qualities as a candidate. Jacob, how many of your family are in government at the minute? The family members that I have permitted to survive are all in government at this point. My wife and my three kids are happily working down in mine 29. You've got a paltry four family members who are working in government, whereas Elliot is, well, the figures are unclear. He seems to be offering possibly thousands of family minions to do his government bidding. Could I just say, now, I heard Elliot allude to bee things, and now I'm hearing that he has a lot of children. I'm just going to make the accusation. Elliot, are you some kind of interdimensional bee man? Because that is against the election rules. You have to register if you're an interdimensional insect. Thank you for asking that question. Yes, indeed, I am a, I am a bee man. Let me ask you this. Are we now living in a Yorkshire where we can discriminate against bees and man bees? Yep, no, it's definitely written in the Constitution. We can discriminate against people who are not 100% human. I'm so sorry it wasn't in my notes. You got me there, guys. Another, another left hook, knockout punch. <laughs> You're trying to confuse the people. I'm speaking to the people of Skelmanthorpe in common language. I'm common as muck. Lloyd's... I was born in muck, radioactive muck that we all know. This candidate here, I believe he was born as some kind of bee larva. I don't know how bees work. You'd have to ask him about that. Gentlemen, you don't need to know anything about how bees work. I can tell you exactly how bees work, being a man bee myself. But let me, let me tell you this. Outside the city walls, how many bees do you think are on this planet right now? How many insect bees, beautifully muscled, chiseled, slimy bees, have survived? I'm figuring at least 30. You're absolutely correct, which is why I had to go to parallel universes and create more baby bees. All right, so you're going to repopulate the world's bee stocks, so to speak. And given that Yorkshire's wealth is somewhat predicated on the five jars of honey worth over a million pounds each that they have in the royal stores, what you're also doing is threatening to undermine the financial stability of Yorkshire itself by flooding the market with excess honey. Well, the mating process wasn't great. Most of my bee children, I'd say about a quarter of them are producing honey, the rest producing some sort of sludge that I could only describe in colours. I'd call it a swampy green, but I wouldn't sell that. I can actually validate from my own personal lines of intelligence that the mating process that involves Elliot has not been good. I've been speaking with his wife and she is not happy. She is an informant to King Jeffrey. So we've been aware of this situation all along. Have they located the honey supplies? Of course. We know what you're up to. We know that under Ellen Road right now is half of a litre of precious honey that you've been hiding from this government. Wow. All I can say is, ugh, it's another scandal from Elliot Schmeichel. Stop admitting everything. It's infuriating. Sorry, Jacob. You, you're just too good. You're just too good at finding out my schemes and, ugh, my wife. Ugh. Sarah, really? Ugh. I'm not getting the vote. <laughs> I think we've established that much for now. So on that... Bee bombshell. I'm going to draw this interview to a close. Thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. And, well, I was going to say best of luck in the polls, but I think we know which way this one's swinging. Elliot, I hope you survive the aftermath. 
Jacob, I look forward to you representing us for another 27 years. I look personally forward to using the giant can of raid on Elliot. Ugh, knockout punch. Stop it! Thank you and good night. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Just a reminder, if you are coming from a parallel dimension to vote, please seal up the tear in the space-time continuum when you return. Before our next interview, it's time once again to jam a core sampler into the coagulated brain mush of the voters of Filey as we examine their opinions and thoughts. Oh, there's a lovely couple here sitting in deck chairs watching the scene. Hello there. Am I okay to ask you a few questions? Oh, yes, of course. That would be fine. We're just enjoying the sun. (laughs) Not seen sunlight like this since... uh... Oh, since... Oh, you're Andrews. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. Christening or a wedding? Was it his christening or was it his wedding? It was very sunny. No, it was a Thursday. Yes, and it was his funeral, and it was a beautiful sunny day. No, hang on, got that wrong because it had been Thursday. It was a Friday. And it wasn't Andrew, was it? It was Martin. Yeah, um, and he, he hadn't actually died by the end. No, no. No, he came out of the coffin again. He did. Sorry, Sorry, can we help you? Are you aware that there's an election on tomorrow? Oh, is that tomorrow? Do you know, I meant to write it on the calendar and then I think I lost the pen. Oh, no, I I found that pen. You remember, it was down back of the sofa. We found it last Saturday. Yes, it was my heart medication that I lost. Silly me, not the pen, heart medication. Because you took Tic Tacs instead. I did, and then I couldn't remember to write on the calendar because I couldn't remember who I was. So, yeah, it was tomorrow. Tomorrow, the election. Now, what day is it today? We had milk yesterday, so it must be a Monday. Because we always go and get milk on a Sunday. Well, yes, I have to say, it is Thursday. So if you got milk on a Sunday and drank it yesterday, was it a little bit lumpy? Yeah, do you know, it was a little bit lumpy. I remember I said I took that sip. Uh, and I must have had it before I had my tea because I usually have my first lot of my tea, but I must have had a glass. And I said, you know what? This is lumpier than usual mm. uh, because the last time we'd got it before, it was lovely and smooth. It was look. We'd actually said, didn't we? This is really quite smooth. This is smooth milk. I'm on a puree diet at the moment, you see, because I can't have a single solid. I can't have a lump, you see, so I have to be ever so careful because I swallowed my tea. You see, so uh, so yeah, it was good milk, and uh, and if you ask me, that would definitely be something that we'd be interested in in the future. Is, uh, More is milk. smoother milk? Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know she's got to be careful swallowing her teeth because she confuses it with her heart medication. I do, I really do. And then she doesn't know where she is. I don't, I really don't. Well, I was going to say, I hope we can rely on your vote, but I, I'm, I have my doubts about that. But hopefully you'll remember to turn up tomorrow and vote our government back in. Okay, thanks, bye. All right, bye. Love it, so it's here. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. I'm very excited to say that we're now able to start getting some results, numbers and returns. I'm delighted to say I'm being joined by our chief statistician, Lionel Shardsmith, who's going to talk us through all tonight's numbers. Lionel, welcome to the show. Lloyd, I've got stats, I've got numbers, I've got machines. Where do we get these buttons going and this election moving? We all know you like your numbers. And now that the polls have closed, we're allowed to start digging into the data so any news on the first exit poll that's just come out? The first exit poll of the evening has come in. The People's Recycling Commissar. I'm just going to press our button and bring up the first screen. Just 
Come, come, just come yep. over a bit, Lloyd. Lloyd, just okay. like that's quite, that's, yeah. So that's quite, it's moving. It's okay, good. great. I know. Uh, sorry, I just okay. Yeah, I've got my leg out. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Super. Now that you've removed yourself from my first stat, Lloyd, you can see that Terence Smedley has once again won the people's heart with his excellent recycling policy. And the other candidate, the outsider, has not. Not much of a, a showing for Justine Threffle then. No. She's going to have to recycle her political career by the looks of things. And so what was it that you think got government official Terence Smedley such a, a positive response? I know there's been a lot of complaints this year. Recycling not being collected, recycling, gathering in large bundles, piles of recycling catching on fire. But I think the efforts that Terence has made over the last week really show the people of this town that when he puts his mind to it, he can take all of that burning recycling and put it away somewhere where you can barely feel the heat. Yes, well, it, it was quite a remarkable effort by him and his government employees over the last week, recycling all our rubbish, recycling a few people's garden fences, recycling all of his opponent's campaign posters as well. But they were made of paper, so they were fair game. Very, very effective. And the burning mass is barely visible from anyone's house anymore. Well, yes, the sacrifice they had at the burning pyre certainly drove home his message about why it was a good idea to vote for him. And that Justine Smedley, trying to pit out the glorious, smouldering, burning fire that Terence had accidentally created, threatening people with clean roadways and effective public waste management. Who does she think she is? This... I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I, I know I should remain neutral, but just some people just make me extreme. They, there's no place for them in politics. She obviously doesn't understand the people of Yorkshire like it the way it is. They like it messy. They like it disease-ridden. And on fire. Toughens she up. And so is this first poll reflective of what you think we can see throughout the evening. Just let me press. Oh, duck. Okay. Oh, God, that one came right out of the sidewall there. But look at that bar chart. It's absolutely flaming with government employee approval. There we see cheap bus driver, can manufacturer and cheap cigarette roller. Every single current official has been reenacted on a unanimous slate. Well, they're running unopposed after the parade of buses that they organised to advertise their campaign accidentally wiped out the opponent's election building. But, you know, that just goes to show how tough the buses they are they're running. It is all part of the lifeblood of a functioning, healthy, democratic nation. Every single candidate that has dropped out has done so for their own reasons, and I think reflecting the weakness of their own character. Well, yes. If you can't take a tin wrapping machine being thrown at your house, well, then there's no place for you in this great nation. Well, you know the old Yorkshire saying, if you can't take the constant death threats and risk to yourself, your family and everyone you've known, then stay out of the kitchen of politics. Don't think about becoming a bus driver. So, Lionel, are there any posts in which non-party candidates look like they might just grab a little foothold before the evening's out? Well, Lloyd, if I can uh, just ask you to put on this uh, protective mask, I'm going to take this flamethrower and display in your chest the election results for the fire chief's secretary. Okay, so I, I just unbutton my shirt and you're going to kind of write it into my chest hair. 
it's a, it's a micro laser. It's unlikely to leave lasting damage. Okay. This is really going to pay off for the, the people at home that are really paying attention to the polls because the one race that's been very, very important is the fireman secretary's receptionist because the incumbent, Mark Serene, I mean, it's one thing to replace all the fire engines in the nation with clown cars. But Mark Serene, in failing to order all the firemen, those nice little hats they asked for, and I think with greatest respect, they should be entitled to those tiny little triangle hats on a string. I think people are rightly disgusted. Yeah, no, it was it was a very sad thing to see the chief of the fire brigade leading the fire engine parade on his birthday. And there was no hat, no hat at all. And to rub salt into the wound, it started to rain. They actually put a few fires out, which they weren't able to do with their equipment. So there was something good came off it, but it, he still looked quite bedraggled by the end of it. It's hard to see a grown fireman cry, and it's even harder to tell if he's crying when it's raining. The sobbing made it very clear that he was crying. So Mark Serene will be punished by the great lifeblood of democracy. If you just hold still there, I'll just flame throw this directly into your chest. Okay. Oh, it looks like Mark Serene has actually won 94.7% of the vote. Oh, my. Yeah, now I can feel... I can feel the burn of that result. But, you know, it's democracy in action. Democracy in action. This isn't going to affect my uh, I Love Yorkshire tattoo, is it? No, no, no. no. That double glow forever. Oh, nice. That's a marvellous way for me to celebrate our election night. The glowing tattoo is going to light my way home tonight. Thank you very much for your time, Lionel. Thanks for joining me, Lord. And as I nip off to submerge myself in a bath of tepid Yorkshire dripping to soothe my burning chest, we've just got enough time to shove the endoscopic camera of public opinion up the elementary canal of Filey as we return for our final batch of voter vox pops. Election Eve is one of the, the biggest party nights of the year. I see a couple of likely party goers coming my way. Let's see if they've got anything of sense to say about the upcoming vote. Uh, hello there, guys. What's up? Hello. Hey. Hello. Yes. Yeah. I've just met this cool new guy. He's like so totally a normal human like it's like really cool and i'm nothing like anyone else because i have a mustache and other people maybe don't and have blonde hair because uh, I, I, uh, I don't know who you've met before, but I'm sure you've not met anyone with brown hair and a, and a moustache. I'm assuming you're going out to tie one on for election eve night. Yes, we will we'll be drinking uh, human liquids. What? Election? Pfft, we don't care about no election. Uh, yes, unless it, it regards things to do with the Lizard King, in, in which case we're very passionate uh, in a pro stance. R right, my fellow uh, young... Child. Woo, drinking! Going out! Be cool! One of my favourite things to do on a night out is to go down to the abattoir and, and donate my liver to the Lizard King. This guy, everything he says is like eating livers, like he's just totally off the chain. Oh, totally I'm, off the chain. I'm, I'm crazy. Oh, give me a liver. Ha, 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 give yes, me a liver. Yes. Give me a liver. Give me a liver. I won't. I won't. Oh, please. So you're not at all concerned about the rumours?
rumours going around town that people are preying on the drunken youth of the town in order to lay lizard eggs in hair, which I believe it's only blonde hair that lizard eggs can attach to. No, I'm not worried about anything. Anything comes along, I'm not going to worry about it. I, I've heard that actually lizard eggs in your hair is quite a, quite a trend. You, you've got lovely blonde hair, by the way, and... Oh, I think you'd look great with with lizard eggs, uh, maybe um, maybe planted up in in it, and maybe without a liver. Oh, I'm back on it with the liver. Always in the liver jokes, cracking the liver jokes. Mm, yes, I've just seen the latest reports from other towns where the election eve celebrations are starting to kick off, and social media celebrity Valerie Gale is wearing lizard eggs in her hair tonight. It's she's kicking off a new trend. But re- re- really? Yep. Oh, that's going to make things so much easier for the the lizard king. I'm, I'm sure because obviously it. It's a great symbiotic relationship between the Lizard King and the, you know, people. You know, they get to be trendy, and and he gets to continue his race and eventually work towards the overthrow of, of humanity on this uh, plane of existence. Uh, you know, it's a bit of this, bit of that. Uh, I really like your hair. Well, if uh, if Pale Gale's wearing eggs in her hair, then uh, I reckon I could probably wear eggs in my hair. That's. Uh, Absolutely nothing that they can do uh, over the border is uh, anything near as good as we can do in big, uh, big Yorkshire. So yeah, I say bring on the eggs, bring on the eggs. Uh, getting reports, it's, it's it's all kicking off across the country. The lizard eggs, yeah, the lizard eggs get you high if you eat them. Oh sweet! Oh, um, you need to give me some of those eggs you've uh, been talking about. No, I've I've heard the opposite. I heard that they get you high if you allow them uh, two to three months to hatch and you uh, protect and care for the babies that are born from them. You get a real uh, a, a sick doobs high. Ah, oh, that sounds like a lot of responsibility. I think uh, I think I just need to start uh, eating on some of those eggs. So, uh, yeah, woo, party! It's blowing up on social media. The hashtag get a lizard down your gizzard is number one trend. There are gangs forming. Anyone suspected of being a lizard or having lizard eggs on them, there there are gangs forming. Vigilante, well, not vigilante gangs, more kind of drug-crazed mobs that are ripping people apart in search for lizard eggs. Yeah, if I was the Lizard King right now, I'd be thinking about how maybe I've made a plan that's horribly backfired and that perhaps I need to reconvene with the crab people to protect me in my uh, in my fugitive state for a little bit longer. But obviously I'm not. I'm a man with brown hair and a moustache who needs to go and um, oh, uh, uh, urinate. I need to go and, and urinate. Wow, he runs in incredibly fast look at him go that's crazy he's literally oh uh, there's a crowd going around the corner he's just bumped into them oh, oh he's his oh, his God. tail's oh, fallen no. off oh, no. that's Can not good it's wiggling on its own but i don't think that's going to distract them yes yes there goes one limb there goes oh and there go the eggs they're all over the place. People are scrambling. Give me some of those eggs! Get out of the way! Give me some of those eggs! Well, there you have it. Things are really kicking off here in Filey tonight. It's going to be one epic election eve. We wait with bated breath to find out the results tomorrow. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. As Gary chucks the last few Georgian voting ballots under the furnace, I guess that's the end of another show. Cheerio, and until next time, May all your brews be strong, may all your puddings be fettled, and may all your swamp mongrels be radiation-free. Ta-ra! Communications have been severely disrupted.
Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you. This is not a test. Hi, thanks for listening. I'm Noel Curry, and on this show, you heard John McInnes as Jacob Shevchenko, John Gallagher Portero as Elliot Smichael, Lee Kennedy as Lionel Shardsmith, and Charlie Gascoigne and Joe Thompson as the voters of Filey. You can find out more about all these wonderful improvisers in the information section of this podcast. And you can follow this podcast on the various social medias at Free Yorks Radio. We'll be back next month, but if you enjoyed this, then you know what to do. Please subscribe, share, rate and review. Thanks. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio.